My name's Leslie Peterson, and I help bloggers turn their modest websites into thriving online enterprises with SEO, email marketing, and a little hard love encouragement to always move forward consistently and with a plan. Hey, bloggers. Today, I want to talk to you about six different types of posts that you can add to your toolkit in order to spice things up a little bit. If you're anything like me, you have fallen to a habit of writing listicles. So for me, I'm a travel blogger, 13 things to do in Atlanta, 25 things to do in Blue Ridge, 45 things to do in Florida, and the list goes on. And I was thinking uh, earlier as I was preparing some keyword ideas for an upcoming trip, what can I do that is just a little bit different? So I've come up with six ideas and I thought I'd share them with you. Some of these are lists, but they're a different spin on lists that I think are a little more fun and uh, will help you mix things up and maybe feel a little better about writing some of your own content. So here's the first one, uh, guides. So a beginner's guide or an ultimate guide. So if you're a homeschool writer, you might write a beginner's guide to homeschool or you know the ultimate guide to uh, retirement if you're a financial planner. And what I really like about this is that, that it makes a great pillar post. So it allows you to link out to many, many other posts that you have on that topic, and it helps solidify your authority on the topic. So beginner's guide, ultimate guide, that's number one. Number two, things to do after some event or things to do before some event. So you might have, um, again, this could be still be a list, but it'd be a different perspective on a list. 10 things to do after you send your kid to college or 10 things to do before you bring baby home. Um, That's, again, a list, but it's a different way to think about it, an event, and it allows you to bring a unique perspective to your reader. So number two, things to do after, things to do before. Number three is comparing two things. So oftentimes we'll write about a product or and if you're in travel, a restaurant or a hotel or a car seat or a plant or a retirement plan or a homeschool curriculum. But we don't compare two things against each other. And I think we lose a lot of opportunity um, when we avoid doing that for our customer. So I was just thinking about this for the trip I have coming up. Last time I was in this destination I stayed at one of the three more popular hotels in the area. And this time I'm going to be staying at a different one. And I think it might be a good idea to write a comparison post on those two hotels for my audience. What you have to keep in mind is that you're not, you don't have to necessarily diss, (laughs) to tell you how old I am, you don't have to diss one of the places or one of the products or one of the things you're writing about in order to do a comparison. So I might say, for example, one of these is on the beach and the other one is right in the middle of town 
where all the attractions and restaurants are. Neither one of those seems necessarily bad. Now, if you love being on the beach, it might feel like you're dissing that hotel that's not on the beach. But the thing is, there are other people who don't want to be on the beach. They want to be in the middle of the action. So if you can just um, juxtapose those two different things, then you bring a lot of perspective uh, that helps your reader to make a decision. So for example, one uh, episode I might need to do coming up is comparing Yoast to Rank Math. So I don't necessarily have to talk about how one is better or worse than the other. I can just share the differences between the two without doing that. You might have um, the same the same sort of thing for um, a set of books or a destination. Again, a restaurant, hotel, that's what comes to mind in the travel space. Maybe a brand of, um, you know, thinking of, about for, for food bloggers, I'm thinking about different brands of soup or uh, you might have a casserole where you're using ground beef in one and ground bison in another. So just comparing two different things. That's number three. Number four is your traditional how-to post. And here's the thing that we want to remember about a how-to post that a lot of times people forget is that it usually involves a measurable number and a time frame. And you could think of it almost like a case study. So if I wanted to say, here's how to lose nine pounds in six months, that would be a great how-to. Or how to get your kid to read 20 books before, and, and maybe more specifically, how to get your middle school kid to read 20 books before the end of summer. So you've got a number that's that's your goal and then a time frame. Another one in the travel space might be how to see the 10 best attractions in London in only 24 hours. I don't know. I'm just, I don't know if you could do that. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just uh, brainstorming here. And then number five is what I would call a kissing cousin to the how-to. And instead of it being uh, a how-to, you know, uh, based on your experience, it would be a how-to based on someone else's experience. So kind of a how did they do that? Another way to think about it is what's the secret behind this? So if you had uh, someone who was able to save a million dollars in three years, or I guess something more realistic might be um, how they, how somebody was able to come out of a hundred thousand dollars in debt in only 24 months, then that's not your experience, but it's still a how to, and you usually get that information by interviewing somebody. So I was thinking uh, again about the travel space, um, one thing that came to mind was what do these 10 restaurants teach you about being a local in XYZ destination? So instead of just being a regular roundup post about restaurants, it might be um, an opportunity to tie in the story about how the owners 
our locals or how this is our places where the locals come and maybe the story about the restaurant that showcases something special about that destination. So that was kind of a a different slant on the idea, but you can see that it's not so much about you and what your experience is as a how-to, but somebody else's experience or somebody else's perspective. Um, then you're, uh, the, the, the value that you're bringing to the reader is that you're tying those things together and showcasing what they all have in common or what, um, achievement that another person, um, uh, or what challenge another person overcame. And, and even if you can interview those people, how they overcame that and sharing tips in, in that perspective. And finally, the last one is debunking beliefs um, or um, mistakes that people make. So you might have an article about, uh, you know, first first timer mistakes at the gym, or first timer mistakes for new parents, or first timer you know mistakes in London. If you're visiting London, I guess it doesn't all, they don't have, all have to be first timer, but um, you know, people believe that. Um, New York is a very expensive place to live, or I'm sorry, not to live. It is an expensive place to live. New York's an expensive place to visit. Here's how you can do it for free. So that might be an interesting um, alternative to just here's a list of free things to do. So debunking a belief or showcasing common mistakes. And I've done that here on our podcast, Mistakes That Bloggers Make. You might have mistakes that travelers make when they're purchasing plane tickets or packing their suitcase, Um, mistakes that parents make when they are sending their kids off to college, or mistakes that homeowners make when they're uh, doing their own DIY remodels. So that's just another um, take on the, the debunking beliefs myth. Obviously, people aren't making mistakes on purpose. It's typically because they believe something differently. And that's why we list those together. So those are six different types of posts. Again, they might end up being lists. If you did, you know, three, or let's say seven mistakes that uh, beginning parents make when they're weaning their children off baby off formula or or off a bottle. Um, It's still a list. But it's a different way to view it, a unique perspective, something that might help capture people's attention um, with a clever headline. So when your list, uh, when your article shows up in a list on Google or in a social media feed, it would be more likely to be clicked on. So I hope those um, help you think about any new content that you have um, on your editorial calendar and how you might look at it a little differently. Hey, real quick, this is Leslie just dropping in to remind you that I have several free resources on my blog right now that I'd love you to get your hands on. Just head over to lesliepeterson.com. The link is in the show notes below and grab my free blog post update checklist. Or if you're on a journey to fire up your blog's email newsletter, grab my free list of 52 newsletter connection prompts. With both of those, I'll include a video about how to use them to build a solid relationship with your subscribers or work towards doubling your traffic with updates. Grab both of those at lesliepeterson.com.